That's what we need for the banked episode, Swanee. We're just drinking Stag Jr. all the time. <laughs> well, took 13 shots. Let's get into it. <laughs> you take as many shots as you uh, you would for the number of batches. <laughs> yes. One shot per every 10 episodes. Uh, We're at 140? 14. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> start of episode here we go hello everybody welcome to this week's episode of this is my bourbon podcast i am your host perry with me as usual swan (laughs) (laughs) oh man so i first off welcome everybody to to the show uh we appreciate everybody who might be a new time new time listener or a uh, an old time listener and uh we appreciate you guys being here this is banked for uh, prior to me becoming a dad, so uh, you are listening to this as I have a baby. So I might be editing this while I am holding said baby. Um, and maybe I'm chugging some special reserve at the same time. Who's to say? I like the idea of your kid growing up and not knowing whether or not I'm legitimately a swan. <laughs> Is he a bird in his free time? What's going on? I do like her calling you Uncle Swan, though. Fine. I think that's pretty great. Preferred, honestly. I think it's great. (laughs) So I know that we have, uh, you know, we we have had a habit in the the past few months of doing news and and, uh, all that. So we're not really going to be doing that during these banked episodes. We're just going to kind of be doing whatever <laughs> it's well, similar to how the show used to be i feel it's like not, it's gonna be a little more loose kind of reviewing and getting into loose some money that's that's the that's it <laughs> but also kind of getting into some topical stuff so the we've got a couple things with the a lineup we're looking at tonight that just yeah, came yeah, out yeah. recently yeah um and by the time it hits your area it may still be recent yeah absolutely and you know, uh, we, we are going to have a series of episodes coming out uh, in the next few weeks as well that are going to be based around a whole line of products that have just been uh, dropped on the on the the community. The bourbon drinkers. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. I, I mentally, I know that I'm going to be listening to this in a few weeks and going, you have no idea what you were in for. But mentally, I'm already like, I'm so tired. <laughs> That's why with these banked episodes, at least with this one, we got to uh, do a pre-game, pre-game kind of. Oh, we did a pre-pre-pre-game, practically. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, warmed up. Yeah, that's a good way to put that's it. That's a really good way. It's a nice, loose way of putting it, much like this episode's going to be. Exactly. You know what's not loose, though? What's that? Finding out what we've been drinking recently. So, Swan, what have, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, recently, I have actually been drinking... Um, Surprised Knob Creek, but I've been getting into the wine finished uh, Bell Meats. You also recently um, did something that my brain is not making the connection. Oh, it was a blend. Yes, that involved Knob Creek. Yeah, I f- I think it was twenty five percent Knob Creek and then seventy five percent Wild Turkey. 
Oh, I thought it was Elijah Craig. It might have been Elijah Craig. <laughs> might have been Elijah Craig. You were on vacation when you told me that you had done I that. I did, yeah. No, but I mean, I've just been playing around with some blends because I got a lot of good stuff in my house and all of it I'd love to drink by itself. But just kind of playing around with some blends, seeing what I can maybe stretch a little further before I have to make a good trip to Liquor Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All for it. You know what I would really like to do? We've talked about this before. Uh, but do a, um, like a, we, we try to kind of replicate finished bourbons yeah by taking two ounces of you know turkey 101 or elijah craig or whatever and adding in two or three drops of a wine we need to try that we have we've been talking about it for a while kind of nebulously but i think that this is kind of the perfect time for it with the banked episodes yeah so we've got a, a whiskey i don't know if you can necessarily call it a bourbon that's done that uh that came out in the past couple of years so it'd be worth trying. Uh, the Basil Hayden Dark oh, Rye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they've got right. two, I believe, two separate ryes, and then they actually, instead of doing a port finish, at a port blend. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. That, that'd be kind of fun just to use that as our base. And you can tell just by looking at the product. It is a really, really dark color. Yeah, for sure. We are coming off of uh, Peek Behind the Curtain, of course. Uh, the, the week that Swan came over for a live stream where we drank the Mahalo bourbon. <laughs> Visual, visible chills from from Swan on, on that one. Um, I'm not going to touch that with a 39 and a half foot pole. Um, but <laughs> um, I've been kind of, I feel like I've been kind of boring for the most part though recently with what I've been drinking. Like Turkey 101, I've just kind of kind of been laying back on. Um, Taking my anti-COVID medicine, anything over 120 proof. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got to be healthy for the baby. So, again, hopefully, I'm healthy for the baby. Yeah. Uh, when everything, everything comes to a head, uh, I am excited though <clears throat> that you brought something over for me to get a sample of. I did. Which yes. is gonna be my my hospital room drink. Brought two somethings. Oh, you did. I need to find another something from 2017. Yeah. I collected real heavy in 2017, and then it was like, you know, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to calm down. <laughs> that's when the bourbon finder was really, like, at its peak, I feel like. Yeah, that's when you could, like, text me and it's like, hey, can you find this? And I was like, oh, I've got three in my house. Here you go. And I was like, sorry, it's already there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you brought over the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof from 2017. So I- I'm excited to get a sample of that. And uh, hopefully... During uh, during baby times, I enjoyed it. I really oh, don't yeah. know. I've never banked an episode knowingly like this. Yeah. Like, I've always recorded, especially earlier on in the show, I was recording as much content as I could and just, like, saving it up. And if I needed it, I would throw it out there. And I, But I never had the foresight to be like, <laughs> I'm going to do this, and it's going to be for a reason. So here I am. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I apologize. Um, Patreon is not getting the pregame chats or the last call lounge for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try to put out some bonus episodes, uh, though, that might have been lacking uh, over the past few months. Uh, so you, you, you'll definitely still get that. But uh, we aren't going to be doing the normal content releases. I doubt I'm even going to be able to do my live stream uh, on Thursday nights for a little while. But I do look forward to those all starting back up. Eventually. Absolutely. 
I think that does it for what we've been drinking recently. Uh, you want to you wanna do this cool little flight that we've got planned? Uh, absolutely. Let's get started. I think what we should do is go ahead and pour all four of them up so we can compare them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. If you don't mind. No, that's all good. So I'll go ahead and pour two of them and you pour the other two just so we can uh, get a get a good little head start. I'm excited about this. I am too. This is uh, something that I have not really seen anybody do no. before. This is the full lineup of Rebel products from uh, Lux Row. So this is all weeded bourbon, uh, really varying in, in proof from 80 to 113. This will be three, right? Uh, yes, that will be number three. Uh, two of the products are going to be 100 proof. One is going to be 80, and the final one is going to be 113, as I had just said. So it's not a blind flight, necessarily. Uh, we're just going to kind of be comparing them and seeing what we, what we think about each of them, uh, where, the, where the strongest products are. And uh, it, it's, it's something that really I have not taken the time to do anyway. Uh, Rebel 80, I don't have any relationship with. No, and I, I don't either. I did have my brother tell me at one point that his drink of choice was actually the Rebel uh, 80 Proof Rye. Interesting. He seemed to think it was kind of like that OZ Tyler situation where the regular was, eh, it's fine, but the rye actually had some stuff going on. Should we have thrown the uh, the rye into this mix as well, do you think? <sighs> no, because this is a weeded flight, man. I mean, it is just weeded that's, all the way okay, through. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. There you go. All right, we are all poured up for this uh, this flight. You know what's interesting? Just looking at the colors between uh, between all four of these, it looks like the Rebel 100 has the most color to it. Yeah, it's either the Rebel 100 uh, or like the. Are you talking about the 10 year? No, I'm talking about the standard on the shelf. Oh, okay. 100. Unless I... I'm misconstruing things. Oh, I could kind of see the. Uh... Oh, actually, no, the single barrel, the 113 proof. Yeah, it's up there. They're all up there. Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll just start from the lowest proof and kind of work our way up. So 80 proof. 80 proof. And I believe this is like a three to four year old product. Uh, I know that the, the, the 100 proof that's regularly regularly available rather uh, is at least four years old. Yes. Uh, it's It smells like a, a watered down 80 proofer. It definitely does. They also put on almost all of these somewhere that they're defiantly smooth. I rolled my eyes real hard. Yeah. <laughs> defiantly smooth. It smells really corn. It smells like like cornbread. To me, it smells like the corn pop cereal. Actually, yeah. Because it, it, it does have that sugary sweetness to it as well, doesn't yeah. it? Interesting. That's exactly what I expect out of an 80 proof. Honestly, I don't mind that. No. I will say there's some harshness to it that as a person who drinks higher proof, I kind of, you know, gravitate towards. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a unaged sharpness. It is it is light. Yeah. For sure. And light and uh watered down. I mean, this is not a cocktail bourbon, I don't think. I think that this is Strictly for somebody who is looking for a, I like a smooth flavor profile. 
style yeah. bourbon. Yeah, and I mean, really, the only thing that's coming across is just a little ethanol heat at the end. But it's it's not it's not bringing any like spice to the table, which a lot of people assume is going to be a rye quality, anyways. But you will get some throughout the sweeted line. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know. It's just unoffensive. That's it. I just think that it's one of the more. It's very straightforward, I'd say. It is. There's no complexity to it. But I don't think they're looking for it. That's why they have this lineup, so you can have yeah. the, like, the baseline and move on up. Yeah, absolutely. I keep getting uh, uh, thrown off because in the lineup, you've got a Russell's 10-year bottle sitting next to and it's the, the same proof. It's basically the same bottle, but I keep going, yep, there's all four bottles. And then I peek around the corner of my laptop, and uh, there is the... The single barrel. There's five. Right. <laughs> so have you moved on to the the 100 proof, or are no, you I'm still hanging that. with the 80? No, I'm doing that now, actually. Ooh, okay. So the sharpness that it had on the nose of just, like, that ethanol punch, it's gone. Which is crazy, because it's an extra 20 proof points. I will say, though, I did just have another sip of the 80 proof. I really don't mind it that much. I, I think that it's inoffensive. I think that's the big th- takeaway from it. Yes. That it's not it's not going to upset anybody. No, and I think that's definitely their demographic is they're just looking for somebody that's going to say, I want something smooth. Yeah. And they put on the outside, again, defiantly smooth. <laughs> that's, that's it's on the bottle, people. That's their marketing right now for that. <laughs> so. Oh, I love the nose on the 100. It is much more put together. It's sweet. It's decadent. It actually has a deceptive spice to it that we've been kind of talking about as well. When I the the last time that I had this blind, and really I guess the only time that I had this blind, I thought it was a rye bourbon. I could see that. I I did not pick up on the fact that it was weeded. Chad really threw me for a loop on this one. I, and and you know right before we started recording, he was like, "I'm gonna do flying blind for you," and I was like. Okay, <laughs> and it worked to his his uh, his benefit because I thought it was a, a rye bourbon. It definitely has that kind of like barrel spice to it. I, I mean, it really takes you a second to differentiate like barrel spice to rye spice with this one. Mm. Oh, that first sip, man! That's a vanilla ice cream cone. It is. It I, is with a with a waffle cone. Oh yeah, on it. that is delicious. There's a like a light caramel drizzle over top too. It's. <laughs> I can hear future Perry salivating as he's holding the baby and editing. <laughs> it's just so good. It's it's approaching that like Elijah Craig territory in where it's like it's just hitting all the marks of what a weeded bourbon should be. Um I don't know. That's just a really good standard. And the fact that this is not like higher up in their lineup is yeah. wild to me. This goes back to something that we were talking about on the pregame chats for episode one forty, I think. Where we were saying that this could be the next bottom shelf pour to kind of make waves yeah. in the scene. Yeah, I could definitely get get with that. I mean, it's it's just strong. It's yeah. it's hard to be upset with it. 
Do you think that it's bottom shelf? I mean, it's like twenty dollars, twenty two dollars. I so I think it's a step below bottom shelf. So I'm gonna explain Whoa. this in a second. Yeah, please. So bottom shelf to me is a staple that's constantly in stores. And it's near the bottom because they don't have any reason to market it. Basically, it's going to fly off the shelf regardless of where they put it. They could honestly put it in a shipper in the back and people would still go buy Jack Daniels because what's sure. the point in pressing that? Yeah. They're going to have it. Uh, Rebel Yell 100 is not even at that point to me because people forget to order it. They just don't have it in their shop half the time. It's the same with like old Granddad 114 a lot of times. You just don't see it some places. Yeah. They just don't have it. Um, this is one that like, and this and Wild Turkey 101 Rye, I feel like half the time if I go into a place, I'm not going to see it. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think if it is ordered, it's in that bottom shelf category, but you, you have a hard time finding it in your mom and pop shops. I, okay. So when you say it's below bottom shelf though, that implies to me that it's like the, I don't know the the Heaven Hill blended. No, so it's not or, so, or something like super low rung to the point where it's not even considered. No, it's just it's never it's never in stock, and when it is in stock, it seems like yeah. it flies off the shelf for the people that do order it. I'm just thinking about you know kind of when people just don't order it. I think that's just the bottom line. Man, it's good though. It is so good. Oh. It's a it's a a hard contender for one of the most underrated bourbons of all time. Mm-hmm. I think I think people just are full on sleeping on this one. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like it, it could totally blow up here in the in the near future as long as we stop getting YouTube videos that say avoid this bourbon at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say I just had some Weller the other night, just a regular ninety proof the green special, label, special reserve. Yeah, this is significantly better. You want to do something? Yeah, let's. Because I, I actually have a handle sitting out. You do right I, there. I literally do. I would not mind having that as a control. Too sure. I'll, just not necessarily something. I mean, yeah, it could be something to compare it to, but. You know, just just something to kind of understand what the market is based around. Because I feel like this is a product of Weller blowing up. I think so. Yeah. Or at least slightly in response to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, honestly, what's going to make some of these so hard to find is because people have just gravitated so heavily to the Weller line, and they are making a line of weeded bourbons. Yeah, so I'm going to go grab a couple of Glen Cairns. I'll be right back. All right, through the magic of editing or foresight or whatever you want to call it, I uh, it no time has passed for you, those of you who are listening to the show at the moment because I stopped the recording. And now we have a little control with the Weller Special Reserve. And that corniness going back to the 80 proof is apparent. Oh, yeah. 100%. It still smells like Frosted Cheerios to me, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so on board with the hundred proof Rebel Yell being better than better than Weller Special Reserve. What's strange is it's very much a middle ground between the eighty proof and the hundred for me. And I know that 
it's a middle ground in proof, but just as far as quality goes as well, it's very much a middle ground. Oh. Yeah, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't deny it. I think that Rebel 100 has way more flavor than Special Reserve does. It does, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the age has got to be comparable. Cause it, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a better product. Maybe people should start hunting this down. Maybe we should not ruin the secret. Yeah. Maybe well, we're doing that right now by recording this podcast, Swan. Just magic of editing. Take that out. You <laughs> nope, know. Nope. No editing. Well, some editing, but little to no editing. Small amount of editing. <laughs> so little, I don't even know that it's happening because I'm sleep deprived. There you go. Oh, but the tenure. Oh, that nose is beautiful. But the tenure, yes. But the tenure. So this is probably the hardest to find out of the Rebel Yell products. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, and you, this one is from 2018. You can find this at the distillery at Lux Row. Yes. I mean, I, I saw it two weekends ago when I was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that you know they keep it in stock fairly regularly, but still, it's $100 a bottle. It is, yeah. And, and the only reason that we did this one next is because this is the same proof as the Rebel 100. And it's significantly better as far as the nose goes. <laughs> oh, man. It's got like a a cinnamon note on the nose that the 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 one the regular one hundred doesn't have. You you made a good face about the the flavor on this one though. It's just so good, man. It's so good. A rich and rebellious flavor. I'm just reading the bottle now. Oh, wow. Actually, this one's an 07. Aged since 0207. Oh, so it's 2017? 2017, yeah. I can't believe that this is that much older then. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely old. I, I was kind of looking at their packaging. It's uh like the bottle itself is nice, and aesthetically it looks fine, yeah. but just like the Rebel brand itself... And they've done some addressing to this. We've mentioned they've kind of dropped the oh, Rebel yeah. Yell, and it's just Rebel now. But it said, are you Rebel enough? Join the band of Rebels at www.rebelyellbourbon.com. Uh, just looking at some of their newer stuff, I'm glad they've kind of stepped the demographic up a little bit. Like It seems like it's more towards like the classy yeah, drinker yeah, yeah. now than it is... You know, are you man enough to handle it, and we'll get you some 10-year <laughs> bourbon? Like, I mean, it's... I'm glad they've kind of stepped their game up Dude, a little that bit. That is so good, though. It is really good. Here's the question, though: Is it worth a hundred dollars? To the right person, yes. There is people that I think gravitate towards weeders. Going back to the Weller as kind of the baseline, um, the there's no comparison. This is significantly better. Oh, absolutely. I'd even put this up against Lot B. Wow. Yeah, I think it is worth it. I mean, you have a bourbon with such a huge stigma like Lot B. Then you have this one. And uh, this one, I'm making fun of the packaging. I don't take it seriously. It's $100. You sit the two of them in a Glencairn in front of me, and there's a good chance it's a toss-up. Does it, it? But, I mean, does it look like a $100 bottle? No. I don't think it does either. Absolutely not. No, I think this it looks, looks like, like a, something you pay forty bucks for. I I think so too. 
Um, I think it's punching way above what it should be. It is, yeah. I think the price point compared to how the product looks is ridiculous. The product itself versus what they're asking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfectly fine. I think this is also, and this, another one we haven't brought up, Old Fits. Oh, yeah. I think this is significantly better than the nine-year-old they just put out. I don't disagree. I think the nine-year-old was a little bit inoffensive, which I think was to its detriment. Yeah, but look at the price range on that. Yeah. I mean, it's in it's in the exact same ballpark. Yeah, that and is true. That being said, I think a lot of the old Fitz releases have been much better than this. That just last nine years, just signif- it's not... It's not up to par with the Rebel Yell. Do you think I'll offend anybody if I blend 50-50 with Special Reserve in this uh, this tenure? No, I got plenty of it, man. If you mess it up, <laughs> I'll get you some more. Because I, like, I went back and forth between the two, and after having the tenure and then going to the Special Reserve, mm-hmm. then I started to get a maple syrup note that I wasn't getting before. Interesting. And I really like it, even on the nose. Do you see where I'm kind of yeah, coming from? Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. There's kind of like a sugary sweetness that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, very oak heavy. Yeah. And the only way that really happens in nature, I guess, is maple syrup. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it eventually. And now is not exactly the time, but I will. I will get there. It's just so strong. I will say this is the very adult. So we went from like. The Rebel Yell, which is like what you have in college. It's just some potential, you know, shooting whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then also it's like, I'm broke. They didn't have any Wild Turkey 101. I'll grab that. It's there. And then you've got the 100 proof, which is just an everyday good drinker. You put that in your decanter. You tell somebody it's something fancy. They believe you. You move on with your life. This this is something you keep in your private stock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's I, I keep it and literally bring it out anytime Curtis is like, man, I've been having a rough week at work. Just need- <laughs> he, he was just talking about that recently, too, how he was uh, drinking on some of the, the sample that you gave him. Yeah, well, so. we'll get him a refill. Yeah. So it's it, they've definitely progressed in their line. This last one is also a single barrel. It's also a single barrel, but it's brand new. Yeah. And we talked about them kind of having some more grown-up packaging coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This bottle is beautiful. I love this bottle. I think that they they really have kind of evolved uh, to the point where it it stands out a little bit more. I know that the the label itself does kind of blend in with the bourbon that's inside the bottle. Uh, But I, I think that... It's unique enough to where people will see it on the shelf and, you know, be interested in at least finding what finding out what's in there. Yeah, it's the same bottle shape as the the ten year single barrel. It just looks looks so grown up compared to some of the other ones. Oh my gosh! So this one's the Rebel Distillers Collection Bourbon Woo. Whiskey, and as far as I know, all of these are going to be single barrel picks. So yeah, this one's are. from it, it, uh, yeah. Liquor Barn Number Two, is what it's called. Smell this. Tell me that you do not get smoked brisket. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like a dry rub brisket. You even get like the charcoal on it, too. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It, it smells like a charcoal no smoked propane. brisket. No. no propane. But definitely charcoal. 
Hank Hill's going to be so mad at you. I know. <laughs> Coming for you, Hank Hill. Propane accessories. Get out of here. <laughs> no, this is just so, like, meaty. It's it's, it's not... It's not got tobacco on the nose, too. Yeah, it's not even the whole meal. This is just the brisket. <laughs> this is the main course. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, it's, it's a really complex nose. It's definitely something that I would not get on a weeder in any other instance i feel like i think this smells better than weller foolproof does wow okay yeah we keep punching Truly. on some of these heavyweights definitely from buffalo trace and from uh yeah yeah from the old fits so the okay one thing we haven't talked about and i'm sure that there's somebody screaming at us because we haven't makers makers cast strength so makers is if we're comparing this to Makers, there's two things that this is doing very, very differently. First, it seems like they're doing picks of it. You can't really do picks. <laughs> oh, I mean, y- yes. The you answer can, is yes. Yeah. Second, Makers to me always leans like coffee, sweetness. Like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always leans in that territory. So it's on the complete opposite side of the flavor wheel. This one, brisket darkness tobacco dark cherries figs like it's getting into that like just really darker territory palette wise especially yeah i mean like it hits it hits at such a weird point on the palette that i'm not even sure how i totally feel about it in terms of approval i think that it's really good i don't know if it's exceptional though it hits on your palate the same way Tabasco hits on your palate. I think so, too. It, it does have a weird spice to it that doesn't usually come through with with, with weeded bourbons. No. I like this a lot. This one, I think, just like Maker's Cask, is going to come down to preference. I will say Buffalo Trace has made a product that is just an absolute crowd pleaser. Have you had anything to drink since uh, your your last sip of the the pick? No. Go to sip the uh, the yeah the Weller. Up, get out of town. Up front, Mm-mm. I get this this butterscotch pie note. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, like the, it's almost like blending these together would do something totally different than just having them on their own. Yeah, I agree. Oh my I gosh, agree. if we had all of these at cast strength, or just at, at least, uh, you know, just one general cast strength blend, that would be incredible. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's not a bourbon in existence I wouldn't like to try a cast strength right <laughs> out of the barrel. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Even if it's just sat in the barrel for five minutes? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to try some Mahalo bourbon. Hello, Mahalo. <laughs> right out of the barrel. It's pr- Was honestly. that just hello, hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello, Mahalo. <laughs> you know what we haven't done yet since we've gone up in proof? It's gone back to the the 80 proofer. I, I took a small little whiff of it. It is corny. Now. I See, it smells like corn water. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you boil corn. It's getting a little moonshiny. Like yeah, it definitely is. Mm. And it tastes like it, too. 
Yeah. So I really think that there's a steady progression up until you hit the 10-year versus the the distiller's collection. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know, even Proof Hounds, I think, would agree that, like, in my opinion, the 10-year is better. I do like the 10-year. I just want to see the 10-year at higher than 100 proof. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I When you brought it over, too, I, I was really surprised that it was at 100 proof. For some yeah. reason, I thought that it was at like 90.4 or something like that. No, that's that's Michter's 10. Michter's 10 comes oh. in right at 90.4. Oh, okay. For whatever reason, I always get those two confused in my head. Yeah. I don't I don't know why it is. I uh, but two great bourbons to get mixed up. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. If you had to pick a favorite out of these, what would you gravitate towards? I would go with the Distillers Collection. It's it's a hard pick for me between the ten year and the Distillers. I think that almost you you almost have to approach it like the uh, what what is it you do for yearbooks? The wait, like you vote on um, different categories. Oh, superlatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It feel it feels almost superlativey. Uh, with this, like, I, you know, the hundred proof I think might be the best in show, like the the most well think, accepted. Exactly, I think it's best in show. I think uh, Rebel Yell Ten is like most likely to succeed or something. <laughs> like, it's definitely my favorite. But the last one, I'm gonna come up with its own superlative, best in show and most likely to find on the shelf next time I go into liquor barn. <laughs> like it's. That's a really, really specific yeah. superlative. It's getting away from the high school <laughs> thing here. But that's the thing. This was $36. Yeah. The likelihood of me finding this as a pick at Liquor Barn, Total Wine, uh, just somewhere big enough to do a pick. Yeah. These and uh, their other expression, the Ezra book, or Brooks that they just put out, you're, you're going to find them on the shelf. What's the 80 proof, though? 80 proof? I don't know. Most likely to wind up in their mother's basement. <laughs> no, it's be- it's better than that. I, I really no. do. I like it. I don't love it by any means, but I think that it is a really solid 80 proof weed. Yeah. I mean, I one of the better a, ones I've had. I grew up in a small town. If we're going to come up with superlatives, most likely to get a factory job and have three kids before 25. <laughs> I mean, I think. <laughs> I can't disagree with but that. But again, though, break. I, if I, that's a very specific superlative. You've got those in your small towns. Those people don't do bad in life, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, they they make decent money. Yeah, they do they do fine. True. Just like this bourbon, they do fine. Yeah, they exactly. just do fine. They that's hang it. in there. Yeah, <laughs> they're just along for the ride. Exactly. I think I'm over the idea of blending specific ones together. I think we're just gonna do a big old Rebel Yell blend. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> this is just something that we normally do. <laughs> this is my bourbon podcast. Things we've had. We just kind of, uh, you know, throw them all together. I'm going to throw the Weller in there, too. All right. I mean, I don't see why not. So, what do you... I'm going to ask this question as well. What, sure. what do you think's missing from their lineup right now? Um, I think a, a mid proofer um 
like a 90 proof, I think would be really nice to see. Uh, even as we get into the hundreds, I, I think a 107 or something like that could be totally um, acceptable. But also, 113 really is not that high in proof if you're comparing it to other products on the market. I know that weeders typically will go into the barrel a little bit lower proof mm-hmm. than than rye bourbons do. So I it, it makes sense that it's not as high of a, a proof as, say, a, you know, like a 1792 full proof or even a Weller full proof, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I think that, uh, you know, a, a cask strength weeder above 120 would be really exciting and really fun to to look at see i think like a heavy char or like a toasted barrel oh yeah oh interesting i i would really like to try a heavy char weeder i don't know what that would even look like i don't either but i remember seeing like that uh heavy char rye that parker's heritage came out with just being obscenely dark which was my i i keep going back to it I have to forget that that's a thing because it's just so amazing. <laughs> I finished my sample a while ago. Yeah. And it, like, retrospectively, I feel like it was my favorite whiskey of 2020. Or, excuse me, 2019, even though I named Four Roses Small Batch the best. Well, and that's kind of taking our point system into, in, you know, into consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the price that really just throws it around a little yeah. bit, but... Um, I don't know. That is probably one of my favorite rye whiskeys. Wow. I, yeah, I got a bit of a Perry pour going on with my blend. A bit. I think I went a bit, a bit heavy-handed. Good night. <laughs> uh, I haven't taken my medicine yet. <laughs> this whole oh, lineup's good, good. That's a good blend, though. This whole lineup's yeah, good. Yeah, you know what? I don't have a problem with any of this. I don't either. I think if you just lopped off the regular Rebel Yell uh, and you took everything else into consideration, these are accessible. They're easier to find than the Weller line. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't get the same level of like critically acclaimed uh, you know, fame that they get from the Weller line. Like, I mean, they, they should be at the same level. I, I would like to do kind of a double-headed blind flight where one of them is the the accessible versions and the other one is the barrel-proof versions, Mm -hmm. or at least higher-proof. So I do Rebel Yell, Larceny, and Makers. Do their accessible versions or, you know, what is the best, most commonly accepted versions, and then their cast-strength ones as well. So... you know, do a single barrel rebel, uh, cast strength makers, cast strength larceny on the opposite end of it. Um, do them all at what is, you know, normally found on the shelves and kind of battling it out. I feel like those are the leaders in, in weeders now. They I, are. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think that you can even count Weller because, you can't find it anywhere. You can't, no. <laughs> and, I mean, you've seen it all over the news recently, even, that they've got that massive expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but as, as far as we're concerned, if you can go find it on the shelf within this month, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> unless you really bother the guy at Liquor Barn and show up on truck days, no, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and how often do you actually show up on truck days? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> no, and like around here, you're lucky to honestly see it once a month. And when it does come in, they get a case, maybe two. Yeah. And there's quadruple the amount of people per bottles that just came in. You know, during coronavirus, too, I there there's not been the, the brouhaha that we have seen over the past few years where stores like Liquor Barn have put it out for lotteries or for first come first serve. They've actually yeah. just kind of dropped it and then see who comes first. Yeah. And they've been doing it on days outside of their truck days yeah. because they want to discourage crowds. I mean, there was a Thursday evening that I was in a liquor barn. I think it was a third, maybe it was even a Tuesday and it, there, there was a full lineup of Buffalo trace products. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taylor Small Batch, Taylor Single Barrel, uh, Special Reserve, Antique 107, Blanton's. I mean, the the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, you know, it, it wasn't until I s- saw it posted on a local group that things started flying off the shelf. So I, I, we, we could be entering a small renaissance of <laughs> Buffalo Trace accessibility. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I mean, I think it's just going to be put out at random times. One person's going to make one post, and then all of a sudden there's 20, 30 people there to buy yep. up all of it. I'd love, love to be able to get my hands on the Weller single barrel that's coming out here pretty soon. Ooh. Isn't it already out? <sighs> I've not seen at it. At least of recording, it's supposed to be out. Not seen it. <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> we didn't get a sample from Buffalo Trace, so. Yeah. <laughs> We'll find out about it eventually, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Or maybe not. Who's to say? Maybe not. But you know what I do want to find out about? What's that? Your tips and bits this week. Tips and bits. Listen, Perry. Favorite band of all time. Put out an album. I think it's phenomenal. It went with a very wildly different concept. Okay. Uh, they did like interludes in between of home videos Ooh. from his childhood. The main singer. Sounds like a Justin Timberlake move. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I went with this voice when I started talking back to you, but here I am. Yeah. This is where I'm existing. Sorry, future Perry, for having to edit around it. I'm really sorry. You're all good. (laughs) Uh, I hope you guys understand that I'm a new dad and I don't know what's going on anymore. The dad joke transition's beginning. (laughs) I don't know what to think. I don't even know what that voice was. Yeah. Pacino, uh, maybe. Glass Animals put out a new album been really enjoying it yeah yeah yeah. um and i i think it's uh interesting they opened up a collaboration by making a contest to remix to one of their songs oh my gosh and they were going to pick the best two and they put it on a bonus album yeah so it's just been interesting and they had some really heavy hitters put stuff out my brain did like three backflips listening to the exp- the explanation of like how they're approaching releasing that well, it was really... It's str- really different. Yeah, it was strange. And I'll, kudos to them, too. One of their band members got in a pretty rough accident. And, I mean, there's always that option with every band of like, well, we'll just put it out, you know? We'll get somebody else to kind of do this part 
we'll just tell them what we want, they'll play it, and we'll move on with it. Uh, and the band unanimously decided, our drummer is not in a condition to do anything right now. We will literally wait a year and a half until he is back in full like condition to be able to do stuff before we start making music. And they took a full year and a half off. Nice. Just to make sure that guy was a part of the process. And yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. That's so, really, really cool. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, like, there, there is a, a sense of unity that, you know, some bands just don't have. They're just trying to... Just pushing out music. Put music out. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Maroon so, 5. Um, oh! Yeah. Hot take. Uh, you know what else is hot? Is the questions that uh, we normally do for the pregame chats, but uh, because these episodes are banked, and because I definitely don't have time to do things like I normally would, uh, we are responding to the things that people ask us on our Facebook group, uh, and we, like I said, normally would do on the pregame chats. Uh, We got a few questions tonight. How about one from Donnie Webb? Hit me with it. Do you want to start planning a 2021 get-together? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I think that it's okay to start planning. I mean, I know know that things are going to be weird. It's hard because you (laughs) put on a deposit on a place and you wonder if it's even going to be open by the time it comes around. I I mean, yeah. But as far as just like what we want to do for it, absolutely. The answer is yes. Yeah. I, I think that we're we're gonna wind up you know, we, we had a, a meetup and a live show and everything planned for twenty twenty and things happened and we weren't able to 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 make it a reality. So I think that twenty twenty one we should be able to get back to it. I mean I hope so. Me too. At least. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Tammy Brennicky. I what's this one? What frightens you most about becoming a father? Um, this is a this is a tough one. I can't believe I'm getting into this on the on the episode. Making sure that she knows that it's okay to be vulnerable. I guess. Yeah, that's a good one. Tell, telling her that you should be allowed to feel things and that you can have conversations about the way that you feel. You know, yeah. I, I, I think that there's a, a really broad brushstroke that gets cast over relationships where, you know, things are very face value or the the way that you have to approach relationships are you know this is my life and uh, that's your life but also you know i don't want to burden you with anything and i spent a lot of my life ignoring anxiety and depression and it took it took a lot of therapy for me to understand that it was okay for me to feel those things, but what can we do to move past them? Right. So I, I want to allow her the space to feel and think those things and, and come to us and express them. But it's, 
really scary thinking about, you know, maybe I say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's difficult, too, because, I mean, we both grew up in that kind of, like, man-up kind of culture, but thankfully our parents were not, like, at least Mm. mine, weren't, you know, super into, like, just to get over it, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. It's rough, because as guys, I think you grow up to kind of be railroaded into this, like, don't have feelings, don't think about it, don't talk about it, just man up, get over it. But I, I even think that women, to a degree... Oh yeah, have, suck have, it up, get over it. Like it's, ex- it's hard. exactly. I mean, when you look at the way that women have to respond to even just giving birth and then returning to a normal life in terms of their career. I mean, it it, it it's a very strange I, I can't even think of the word, but it, it it's very it's really really weird how we try to empower women in this culture, but then we turn around and say, well, you've got to accept the benefits that have been offered to you or the, the options that have been awarded to you or whatever. It like, it's, I know I'm slightly rambling. I'm sorry. I I apologize, but I, I think that we have to allow everybody to, you know, feel and express themselves. Yeah. In the ways that they should. Am, am I making any sense? Yeah, just give people the space to be able to feel and yeah, think. Exactly. Instead of kind of give them the suggestive, like, this is what you should think. Yeah, I think I started on something and I definitely lost it along the way. I apologize. So, <laughs> it's been a long night. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> we're just We're just answering questions. How about another question? Uh, Bill Robarge, what is your dream car, and what would the bourbon equivalent to that be? I okay, I got two. I'm a big car guy. I'm I'm really not, but I have a car that I love. You go first. I love an old school Thunderbird. Okay, gotcha. That like real tight grill with the like you look at it from head on, and it looks like it's got eyes and a mouth that's going, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I love those cars. I think they're so cool looking. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and it's not even like I, I would I would get really tired of it really quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, it's definitely one of those you keep in your garage and you pull out every other weekend to drive around. I don't even know if I would do that. Really? Like, I, I, I don't even have a dream car where I'm like, you know, this is my baby. You know, I, I just it's not something that I have that much of an interest in. I know you are into cars, though. I am. I actually owned my dream car for a little bit, and I had to sell it. But uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I had a 2006 Jeep Unlimited. So for a while, Jeep didn't make the four doors; they made two right, doors. Right. And uh, from 2004 to 2006, they made one that was 11 inches longer than the original <laughs> that they put out. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. The proportions of it just looked right. It just looked mean. It was cool. Bigger tires. Lifted it. Loved it. Absolutely baby the thing. Uh, and really enjoyed it. And I also am a fan of just ridiculous vehicles. I love cars that should never have existed. And the main one. The Tesla and this truck? Is, no. This is the oh, one I'm okay. going to make uh, a bourbon comparison to. And you can look this up. You're going to find it like the ugliest vehicle you've ever seen in your, in your life. 
It's called an Isuzu Viacross. I-S-U-Z-U Viacross. And it is the ugliest little off-road vehicle that they made back in the 90s and early 2000s. And I it looks ju- like a tennis shoe. <laughs> I, just, I just love it. Oh, and, it's pretty good in yellow. <laughs> yeah, and it's just the ugliest thing, man. But I, I honestly think if I was going to make a bourbon comparison to it, it would be like this Rebel Yell where it just looks ridiculous. But apparently they're super fun to drive. Yeah. They're just ridiculous looking. They're the, the pinnacle of the 90s with ugly red interior. It's it's pretty lo- pretty rough looking, man. That's uh <laughs> it's got fake teeth on the front grill. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. It's like it's so ugly. I kind of love it, you know. Yeah. Perry's looking at it like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I'm I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I let's jump back to questions though. Uh, Don Nishida, what is the scariest movie you ever saw, and how old were you at the time? Wizard of Oz. I was five. Whoa! Terrified of it. Do you still hate it? No. But like at the time, terrified. Okay. Uh, fair enough. There is a movie. I I cannot remember what the name of it was. It was a scary movie, um, and the the twist was that the, the people who moved into the house were the ghosts all, the, all, all along. Oh, I have no idea. And it was right after I my first grandparent died. My grandmother passed away. And the family brought in this medium who looked just like her. And wow. it, it was it was brutal. I mean, I I could not sleep for a few nights. I was like I got home from it and I was crying and my parents were like what is happening? And I just straight up was like, I hate this. I hate everything. You know? Um, Anyway, I can't remember what that movie was called. Somebody please uh, let us know in the comments or uh, tweet us at my bourbon pod. Something. I don't know. Please let us know. Uh, I was also about 14 at the time. I think. I can't remember. For sure. Anyway, I think that does it for this week's episode. <sighs> These banked ones are going to be, they're going to be something. They're going to be interesting. They're going to be dumbed down a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, hey, that's fine. It's I mean, definitely, sh- it's definitely how we used to do episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I mean, we had a great lineup this week. I remember when we first did episodes, it was like, what are we going to, what are we, do we have to go buy stuff for this? I mean, and some of this we already had, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm at my bourbon finder on Instagram and Facebook. And I am at pritter1492 on all social media channels. You can find the show itself at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you listen to the show, if they do allow that to happen. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. If you want to mask up, help out your your neighbor, make sure that they're safe, and make sure that you are safe as well, you can get a mask with the logo of the podcast on it, as well as some of our other designs. You can just head to bourbonshop.threadless.com, and it's all right there. 
I normally go live on Thursday nights at uh, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast at 8.30 p.m. That might have changed by the time this episode goes out. I honestly have no idea at this point. I, I mean, I, I could be so sleep deprived that, you know, I'm just uh, staring into the computer and what you are hearing is just... So... <laughs> Swan's checking his phone. He's checked out. Oh, no. I just like the idea of this episode coming out unedited because you listen to it and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> just post it. No, I mean, at, at this point, who's to say? I don't, I don't even really know. I've never had a kid. You've never had a kid. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, we're going to find out here real soon. Uh, you can send us questions or comments to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We'll read out your uh your little mailbag question thing here on the show. Uh, you can also become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. At $5 a month, you get bonus content like our uh, pregame chats and our last call lounge, uh, which usually happen every week. But unfortunately, as I am trying to adjust to baby life they are not available as of right now but they will be again here soon but we also have to thank one of our patrons of the show before we get out of here and that patron this week is joseph brazo you know we i brought something today with me that joseph brazo sent us and i in future episodes cannot wait to get into it he's amazing i'm glad that he's really pushed some of the products that he has which would be the the Woodenville stuff that he's given us. It's mainly Woodenville stuff. It's mainly Woodenville, yes. <laughs> but he he's also a big fan of the stag. Oh, yes. Big fan of stag. Oh, yes. Indeed. Uh, Joseph has been a patron since 2018. And, Joseph, thank you so much, uh, as you always have, for keeping the show going. And everybody who supports the show on patreon.com slash podcast, you guys are you're just, you're just the best. That's it. So I think that does it for this week's banked episode where we really had no idea what was happening that's pretty normal for me i'm glad you know what's going on most of the time i i try to i try to really keep the show together (laughs) and i'm going to continue to do that next week but until then i'm perry and i'm swan and this is my bourbon podcast